Everybody, welcome to episode number 80 of the Fresh Mondays podcast. Hitting milestones as usual. 80 yeah. is a nice number. It is, I agree. We um, are still in the same place that we were last time. Yeah, it's just getting a little bit more difficult. <laughs> to be honest, you know, this quarantine lifestyle is very, very challenging for many reasons. And I'm very excited to say that we're going to actually have someone join our conversation. For those of you who have been keeping up with our podcast, we did mention that we were going to try to get some guests from different states. And uh, luckily, um, we were able to get a friend of the pod, uh, Tracy, to join our conversation. Yes, it's going to be insightful to catch someone else's experience. I mean, you and I are in different locations and we have one experience. I know numbers of cases have gone up for me in my area. I know for your area as well. Every morning mm-hmm. we wake up with something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this would be interesting to hear what Tracy has to say because she's more in the location of where the cases have boomed yeah and the way of life has really changed and impacted her differently right like travel and those kind of things so let's bring uh Tracy into the building yeah see what she's got to say it's so nice to see a different face (laughs) that's what I meant I'll take any gender right now. I'm like just so sick of this shit. (laughs) Any new voices is fine with me, right? (laughs) Anything fresh is just... How's everyone doing? Good. How are you? How are you holding up? Thank you for joining Uh, us, by the way. Thank you for... Thank you for having me. You know, accepting the invitation to be here with us. How are you? Of course. How are you holding? Um, Okay. How am I? That's like a loaded question. Uh, I'm okay. You know, I'm not sick. How's everyone else doing? How are you girls doing? Yes, I am grateful for that. I'm not sick. However, I think I do have like phantom symptoms at times. You know how sometimes you're like, yo, I don't know. I feel weird. And I felt weird for like the past two days. And like, you're kind of self-diagnosing. So I don't know if it's in my head or if it's because I just went to the supermarket. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Every time I leave the house, when I come back, I'm like, ooh, I kind of do have a headache. And I am kind of like coughing a little bit. Every time I leave the house, I do this. That's why I'm like, you know what? I'm just not leaving the house anymore. <laughs> you gave up on leaving. I'm doing I gave up. Everyone in the family is good, which is a great thing. You know, like, I don't know, know anyone. But everyone seems to be in good health and protecting themselves, I guess, in all ways. And That's a good thing. Constantly. My hands are freaking dry, and that's the one thing I hate ever. <laughs> I got, I got, um... Right? this hand cream from Amazon. It's like, it has colloidal silver in it. And it's the only thing that's helping my hand right now, because especially my right hand, which, you know, I'm like cooking with more and everything like that, uh, is just so dry that it's like about to bleed. So. (laughs) No, I get it. But for those of you who are not aware, um, Tracy, please tell everybody where you are and, um, your perspective from your state. Cause as you guys know, I'm in Miami Marley is in the Boston area, and you are? I'm in Queens, New York City. Yeah, I'm in the happy center. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally a ground zero. Mm-hmm. This is the weirdest thing that's ever happened, probably in my lifetime. And, you know, I've been talking a lot with friends, uh, you know, from New York and who have lived in New York. And, you know, we talked about, um, you know, when other times when things were weird. So, obviously, another time when things were weird was 9-11. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So 9-11, we all had, I don't know if you guys were in New York at the time, 
But oh, yeah, yeah, I was in high school when it happened. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, I think we're the same age. So um, it was weird. Again, we were in high school. So it's like we weren't really commuting to the city for work or anything like that. So it didn't really disrupt our lives that much, but it was weird. It was a weird thing. It was, you know, people were afraid to start traveling into the city and people were kind of staying home. And it was just the fear, the mm -hmm. fear outside. And then, you know, the other thing that had come up was the blackout. Yeah. You know, again, when we were in college, I think that was, mm -hmm. and, you know, we had a blackout for what, maybe 24 hours, maybe not even. And I was like, oh my God, how are we going to live anymore? And it was hot. It was, it was like, so hot. It was I mean, so I hot. I in a bathtub filled with cold water mm -hmm. because I couldn't believe it. And, and this was being uncomfortable for like, I don't know, like I said, 24 hours, maybe we were uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's like, it has the similar feel. This is like the blackout in 9-11 that's lasted you know, that that's never ending sort of right now. Right. That it's right. just people are bigger dying. and bigger with time. Yeah. As time goes on, it just continues to change. Right. As opposed to like getting better. Exactly. And you watch the news and you're like, all right, well, you know, it's going to get a lot worse for a few more weeks. And you're like, but how? How is this getting worse? This is really bad. Right. So I think that looking forward to the future too, we're like, but when is it going to end and not having a definitive date and not having a definitive, even, you know, people are saying summer, people are saying fall. I, I don't know what that means. I mean, honestly, they, they're saying that it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's sure. the, 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 the kind of message you're trying to really instill in us because they want people to kind of stay home and just, you know, be respectful of the rules and just be patient. This will be sooner. It will be over sooner. If you guys just calm the fuck down and stay home. Like that's what they're basically kind of telling right. everybody. But now, for example, I'm in Florida, right? And a bunch of New Yorkers came to Florida within this past like week and a half because mm -hmm. they're leaving the city because the city is so crazy that they're like, yo, let me just get out of here. Cause everybody in New York has family in Florida at the end of the day. Of so course. like they come down here. <laughs> so Especially if you're borders. Italian or Jewish. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we have sections for all kinds out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when people are driving down here, they're literally getting stopped at the border now. And me and Marley were just having this conversation like two weeks ago, how we're going to start becoming separated by states. Like this shit is really like a history book now. Like, so are for, you guys to another level. a wall? Right. That's the next step. <laughs> you're right, Tracy. We're just one, one call away from building the wall right there. <laughs> You and know, it's already, we want to build a wall between South Florida and regular Flo and the rest of right. Florida. Right. <laughs> regular I, <that> Florida. Is, <laughs> South Florida I can understand and other that Florida too. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally. Well, I think that most states, uh, or at least coastal states, should have a wall between the coast and the rest of the state. Yeah. I think that's what really screws you up. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it's, it's a very, very strange time here. And yeah, a lot of people are running away. And the problem is, and this is where my anxiety is coming, um, you know, usually when something like this happens, you know, where there's, you know, 9-11, you get away, right? So if, if, say, when that was happening, it's like, okay, just leave New York City and you're okay. And now there's literally nowhere in the world that's safe. Right. And this right. is what's giving me so much anxiety because, you know, there's so many times where I'm like, maybe we should just like rent a place upstate or rent a place up north somewhere or just get out. But where are you really safe? If you're going to the woods and you're going to somewhere more secluded, are you just secluding yourself and now you're not even going to have a source of food because there's not going to be a grocery store anymore? Right. I can I mean, imagine. I, don't, I wouldn't advise that personally. I don't think it's Absolutely not. Idea. Yeah. 
but I can imagine the number of people who have done that already. Right. I mean, most people are going to their, their country houses, their summer houses, their second homes. And all day long on the news, I hear, you know, Cuomo just saying, please stay at your primary residence. Right. So let's talk about Cuomo running for president. Am I the only one that sees it? I see. Yeah. Listen, I I think it's too late now, uh, Mm -hmm. but I'm into it. I've always been into a good uh, Cuomo. I've been into, you know, like an older Italian guy. I'm into it all the way. So I, I draw the line. I draw the line at Giuliani, though. I mean, no, yeah, I get it. I mean, he was, he's 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 like a tyrant, which is a little different. However, I think he lost his mind. That's what it is. I think that because back in the day, Giuliani was like kind of cool, mm-hmm. and then I think like he lost it very slowly. He unraveled. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was cool when we were growing up because he was like the mayor, you know what right. I mean? And like, he really like whipped the city up into shape and like, he was super strict and like, sh- you know, people could ride the trains again. Like, you know, shit happened. That was positive. Right. However, this Cuomo vibe that I like is that I like, I'm a sucker for uh, the accent. You know what I'm saying? I can yeah. appreciate of course. when a person in power has an accent that I'm comfortable with. You know what the I mean? The whole character, the whole Yeah, yeah it's like, I'm a fan. It's the package that has it there. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. He told everyone, I think it was last weekend. He's like, listen, stay home, make some sauce. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, I, I understand this. Like he, I'm totally relating to this. Also, his brother has coronavirus right, right now. And so it's like, it's impacting him personally. So he's like, I am your everyday guy. You know, my family has it. Like we, I'm really like relating to the people at this point. Right. Yeah. And it's not that's, often that you see a politician relating to anyone. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's when it, that's when it really gets real. It's yeah. when a politician gets touched by something. Right. And it impacts them. Because essentially, they're always thinking of others. They're always thinking about their constituents. They're always thinking of those people. But when it's your actual family member, just like any of us, you go head on. Well, I'll tell you this. I think if Trump got anything or if any of his family got anything, he would still be exactly who he is because I do not think that he he has the possibility to be empathetic at all. I, I I agree with you. There's there's a there's a missing. Either he doesn't understand, and this really can go deep into this. But either he doesn't fully understand the impact that's occurring because no, we're talking about care. the numbers are larger in the bigger cities. I thought about this the sure. other day. Well, the numbers are, right? So naturally, it's all in the bigger cities, right? Seattle, mm-hmm. especially uh, California, all those areas. In the middle, right, where a lot of his constituents and a lot of base are, it's very just double-digit, right? And so I think he's still trying to cater, or it's not cater, but still trying to be, come off, trying to keep those I understand, off. right. You I, I understand saying? that. So yes. that's why he keeps it really like, uh, you know it'll be great the 30th while all of us out here in these big cities are like what the f are you talking right. about he's 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 playing for the vote right now is what you're right. saying right and so he's keeping it real like mid because those folks in the middle if oklahoma only got 50 oklahoma's gonna have like maybe max 100 of the whole state right sure just throwing out numbers but here i, I mean, live in a t- town outside of a city that has 200 uh, you're just like mm, i really can't go outside my town is small Right. And that's the 200 that the 200 Oklahoma has. So I think he's playing it like that. But, and I was just giving this a thought, but also the actions aren't really, to me, showing themselves that you even, the preparedness is kind of missing. I think his biggest weakness, which has always been his weakness since he came into office, he's not good at pacifying situations. He's not good at Mm -mm. 
reassuring people and giving people that vote of confidence. No, because he has no empathy. He lacked, there's something that's disconnected in his brain as a person. I don't know if it's something that has to do with, you know, his business sense or his money or his power that's gotten to his head, but there is a part of his brain that's just disconnected. I can understand why you're saying that. And I think that the thing is that at the end of the day, (laughs) politicians are very they're wordsmiths they're very Mm -hmm. good at kind of delivering information in a way that a massive amount of people are not going to go shit crazy when they say it sure that's a skill when you are a public speaker period so like he doesn't possess that because he's never you know what i mean so it's like that is very crucial when the country is looking for support even though the president is not a doctor and the president's not going to say that he's not a god he's not a king he's still he's just a person i mean he thinks he is that's the problem (laughs) Yeah, but right now, what people need in these environments, even though we're super modern and all this other bullshit, you need to feel like someone is looking out for you and has your Right, and that's why we have Daddy Cuomo. (laughs) (laughs) I want him to be my uncle. I'm not going to lie. I want him to be my uncle. I want to come over for dinner. Like, he has that vibe. Like, yo, this guy is cool. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Do you guys think, did you hear about the nipple ring thing? Yeah, so that nipple ring gate has been going on. I read an entire article about it. Um some piercers in the area have been interviewed in this article and you know they go back and forth someone's like that's definitely a nipple ring someone else is like it probably has something to do with a a bulletproof vest that he's wearing Mm. or something like that so basically like imagine if the bulletproof vest comes to about um where your nipples would be right Mm -hmm. you would have a strap over your shoulder that might be velcro that might go over it and then the edges might stick out because um, they also said if it is a nipple ring, it's totally crooked. <laughs> they have really dissected this shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, no. I read like a five-page article on it today. This is wow. what I'm doing with my time. I mean, how do we feel about men with nipple rings in general? I'm into it. Sure. Really? I don't oh, know. Listen, I don't know. I dated a guy once with, um, with a, a tramp stamp. What? He a tramp stamp, Was he a bisexual? A he, well, I mean, he claims he wasn't. But, you know, question mark. <laughs> The rumors came out. Um, he had a tram stamp. I've dated guys with nipple rings. I've dated guys with, um, I think like, it just depends on your lifestyle. Like, are you a buttoned up businessman with nipple rings? All right. Maybe that's creepy. Are you, you know, a that's rock actually- guy? Are you, you know, are you the bass player in some band with nipple rings? Like, that's fine. Then that makes sense. Just like we exactly. were ha- I was having a conversation with my cousin and nail polish, men with nail polish now. Yes. Ugh. It's the same thing. And I was like, I it's not just your lifestyle. Right. I'm not a fan. Right. But like, if we were in public and some man was just at a bar, regular old day, and had his nail polish on, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But if it's like, it's a, like a rocker, it's a celebrity, and he got his nail Right, done. but that's what I'm saying. Like, do you, does it fit? So, you know, does it for- fit the character? Exactly. You know, when we were like in high school and stuff, people used to like try to have like a thing, right? You would have to like, you know, there would be girls that were goth and then there were girls that were like skaters or, you know, you kind of like pick your thing. And then there were some girls that were goth, right? And you're like, yeah, she looks good like that. Like that's a thing. And then it's like, if I dressed like a goth, it would look like I was wearing a Halloween costume. Right. So it's like, does it go <laughs> or with your, your Or your look? parents are like, should we go to a therapist or something? Right, like? exactly. <laughs> like a cry for help. Right. Exactly. But if it goes with your look, then yeah, I mean, go for it. But I mean, if you're just trying too hard, no, that creeps me out. But also, if you're like Cuomo's age, how, how old is he? Like 50s, 60s? I would say like, 60s, right? Yeah, if if that, yeah, probably like. If that nipple piercing is hanging on into your 60s, that's different. 
did you just get it? That's another, see, this is another problem. Is it a nipple ring that you had since you were in college or is this a new nipple ring? I don't know. I, I guess I'm old fashioned ladies. Open your minds, Diana. <laughs> I don't think that's my sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not a fan. You're, you're in Miami. I mean, you have I to know. be open with nipple ring guys. I get it. But most of the guys <laughs> that are openly gay here are openly gay. So it's sure. like, you know, well, there's see, really not... <laughs> I used to work in the music industry. So I used to date guys with, you know, nipple rings. I used to date guys that were nail polish. I used to date guys that were eyeliner. And they, I mean, if it fit their personality, it's right. not something that you would think would make them look feminine. Yeah. Right. Like a Johnny Depp. Like he has ex that weird. Ex he's vibe. a rock star. Exactly. Right. So it's yeah. like, you're not looking at him going like he has eyeliner on. Right. I don't know. Like that's a big turnoff. It's like, no, that's part of his look. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if my boyfriend was just wearing eyeliner around the house, I mean, <laughs> I, listen, I support it. Right. Like, I support you, baby. 100%. I support you. you want. Would I be attracted to that? Um, I mean, I would probably, you know, question what was happening in my life. How <laughs> is this relationship going? Yeah. <laughs> right. What exactly. Going? Um, Tracy, you were talking about you've worked in the entertainment industry. And we know, and of course the audience may or may not know, that you also are a comedian, so you do right. comedy. And in this entire pandemic, is that the word? Yes, pandemic. How has that effective, had effect, have an effect on your work, on what you do? Because I know for me, I kind of have a corporate America, 95-ish, right. whatever, work at home, work, you know, fix up the desktop. How does that work out for you? out there so so comedy has been canceled 100 percent um so i am not working I, the the good thing is i am also a podcaster so yes. i do have work there but as far as stand-up comedy goes stand-up comedy is canceled this is the only thing that is comforting me right now is that stand-up comedy is not only canceled for me but it's also canceled for chris rock all of dave them. chappelle <laughs> jerry seinfeld you know the people that maybe are better than me the people that are worse than me Everyone is on the same playing field. Right. So yeah. it's not like, so, uh, another comic that I was talking to said, it's like we're all athletes and we all tore our ACL at the same exact time. Ooh, yeah. No okay. one is surpassing anyone. No one, is, you know, everyone's, it's just paused. Right. Yeah. I mean, the whole planet feels like it's paused, but exactly. how about like, all right, you know how a lot of people right now are maximizing this whole going live and like, you know, telling everybody it's to a lot. in. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that that's effective for a comedian? Because sometimes, in my opinion, I think one of the best things about watching a stand-up comedian is the energy from the audience and the live audience and seeing how the people are oh, reacting yeah. to jokes. So would that make it more challenging if you were like to do like a like a web viral series or something? Right. Like that? So it depends on like kind of uh, what kind of comedy you're doing. So yeah, if I was just going to stand there, a lot of a lot of my friends are doing stand-up comedy shows on. Uh, you know, on Zoom, on Facebook Live, like mm -hmm. people are doing this right now and there's no automatic reaction from the audience. And that's exactly what you're talking about is that you need energy to feed off of immediately. You need an immediate instant gratification to perform stand-up comedy. And when you're not getting that, it's very difficult to continue with your set. But when you're a podcaster or if you're doing some kind of um, just like interactive, like, you know, if the three of us were on a Facebook live mm -hmm. and, you know, just like we're doing a podcast now, if you were doing like that kind of like live podcast setup, that's fine. 
Yeah. But no, to do my stand up comedy set in front of no, basically no one, I, I'm going to, you know. The right. delivery's not the same. The reaction is not there. 100%. Really you know uncomfortable. If a joke landed or not, and like how people feel about it. Like, yeah, that would be really, right. it's just you in your room. Just like, all right, thanks. Right. So I think that a lot of these Facebook uh, or, you know, whatever the, the thing is, you know, when they're going live and they're doing it over the internet with no audience, I think that um, it's turning into more of like uh, just kind of like a catch-up session instead of you running your actual jokes to them. Got it. Yeah. It's, I, it's interesting to think we all are in the same playing field. I'm talking about like events, things that I like that I do for work. Diana also, those, even those have shifted. Budget has completely shifted. Weddings. Hours have been cut. Weddings. I saw one person do, they had a wedding, like, they were supposed to have their wedding the 28th of March, mm -hmm. completely canceled. So their only way to show off their wedding dress and tux, they did the flip the switch TikTok challenge. Hilarious. Which I thought it was super cute. It. And then they still got I to wear it. their dress and still show everyone right. their dress. So they did felt they get really married? Uh, I think by paper. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. You know what? You save so much money. Well, no, the wedding has already been planned. Invitations See, were already out. I would out. be like, you know what? I'm done. Let's just, let's not even reschedge. Let's just get we'll my money back. back. Yeah. I get it. And it's like, especially like you mentioned, Marley, um, living in a city like in Miami, the unique part about South Florida and Miami is that it's a very small business, entrepreneurial type of environment. So a lot of people have a lot of independent businesses where they're event coordinators, where they're, you know, um, they're producers of this and producers right, of that. Like like freelancers. Right. Most people, because that's the, that's just the culture here. Cause there's always something going on and like Bacardi's throwing a party and Grey Goose is throwing sure. a party. It's a party town. So like, there's always something going on. It has significantly impacted the economy here because of that, because of course, of tourism, just like any other city that's popular. We live off of, you know, people coming over here and getting shit face drunk and spending way too much money. Like that's just what it is here. So when you hear about people that are very successful wedding planners, very successful, this, and then this is killing them. This is absolutely killing them. And it's like, for example, look at you. If you would have been getting married, you would have canceled the whole wedding entirely and didn't even yep. say this reschedule. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I those feel vendors like would lose out on all of this money. And then it's like, so even with stand-up comedy, I guess we could say, so let's pretend this is coming back in June, right? And we're mm -hmm. going to be out and, and, you know, everyone could be back to work in June. So you're going to work. Now, are you going to go to a stand-up comedy show after work and expose yourself to more people? Yeah. I'm going to say no. That's right. going to, it's definitely going to, this isn't going to impact our future is going to be completely different. The way mm -hmm. we do things, interact with others, um, like long-term, me and Diana had this conversation on the last episode. You know, I think this might be a seasonal thing that we need to start getting used to. Right. Well, that's right? the other thing. So I've always felt like this a little bit uh, about me is that I have OCD and I suffer from it pretty, pretty badly. Um, there's a documentary that's going to be coming out on me uh, in, I think about two weeks on Vice, just about mm -hmm. my suffering with OCD. And they filmed it before this happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just so funny to see, because they're editing it now and we've been, you know, in talks and everything about how um, the things that I was doing in the video that were, you know, basically crazy is what everyone's being advised to do right now. Right. 
you know, mm-hmm. I was always careful about who came into my house, who used my bathroom, who touched anything in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask people before they came over, like, have you been sick recently or any of your family members sick? Uh, you know, I would get nervous around children that were school age because they're always sick, you know, especially yeah. during like a flu season or, Yikes. right. Mm-hmm. And, and I would always ask, I mean, I remember that I dated some guy with a kid for a while and I used to ask him constantly about his kid. And I'd be like, hey, how does he feel? What's going on with him? And he's like, do you want to meet him? And I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> I want to I stay away. Wanna, <laughs> I just want to make sure like this kid, it doesn't have the flu before right. you come and spend come the night over. at my yeah. house. Yeah. How was, so how has this impacted your OCD now then? It's not great. It's really not great. Um, so there's, I guess there's, there's both sides of it. The one side is that finally I'm not the crazy one. Finally, everyone's like mm. on my level. And you know, mm. when they see me wash my hands 12 times, it's like, oh good. She's good at this. Uh, you know, <laughs> she's got this down pat. Look, exactly. look at her technique. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not wearing my shoes in the house. Yeah. No, you shouldn't ever wear your shoes in the house. Also like, you know, grocery shopping. I put my bags on the floor, never on the counter because who knows where they've been. Uh, and then I wipe off all my groceries. Like, why is this a brand new thing? You know, also, Hey, people are saying, no, like if you're sick, stay home from work. Cause we don't want to infect anyone. It's like, yeah, that's the way yes. it should be. Yeah. That's exactly. what I've been telling you for years. Isn't it but- amazing for years? I've been going to work like, Oh no, it's just a little cold. Like, you know, yeah. like, I got a little cold until it like hits you and you're like, Oh, I can't get out this bed. Exactly. Right. But you're going you when, you're, when you're most contagious. Yes, right. exactly. Like nothing. I mean, right, I think- because you can't call in because your boss is like, you seem okay to come in. Right. 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 And I think that this also, I, in my opinion has taught us that we may need to give the earth a break a couple of times a year sometimes. Like we may have to do like a week shutdown from time to time because look at the sky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look at the weather. It's mm-hmm. been immaculate. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is hurricane season for us down here. It hasn't even sure. rained. So it's like, to me, it's like, is the earth taking a break from the pollution? Cause we're all kind of chilling. Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm also looking at it like, for what's to come, it's a possibility that they may ask us to stay inside for two weeks at a time, once a year to kind of reset because this has been such a lesson to us. Like, this is crazy. Like right. we are reconnecting with our families, which is the silver lining in the situation. And for those of us who do have someone to share this experience with, you know what I mean? And it's like, you do speak to them more on the phone. You're more, you know, you're more active in kind of checking with sure. love and these are all kind of like restarts for a lot of situations. And it's like, is that what's going to happen from now on? That we're going to have to kind of take these breaks? I so think that-, that flu season next year, regardless if we have COVID here or not during flu season, it is going to be a total panic. I think that people are not going to. And also the other thing that I think about as well is how many people have, um, asked to work from home from time to time and your company says that it's impossible for you to work from home and now all of a sudden they've figured out how you could work from home mm-hmm. so now when you're not feeling well just a little bit not well like you were saying Morley you're going to say like hey I think I'm coming down with the cold and I'm going to be working from home this week and oh. what are they going to say no you can't Nope, they're gonna give it up right then and there. It's gonna be exactly. So I think that it's it might change the culture, (laughs) um, of especially of America, where you know it's it's work hard, 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 and harder. And exactly. Mm -hmm. 
I, I'm, I'm interested to see what the future looks like for us 100% because just like 9-11, those impacts after our lives, it's, I just keep reflecting back to that. Things shifted and changed so much for us then mm-hmm. that this is going to be a shift for us in our daily and forever activities from here Right, like out. when, okay, so for example, I love the, that you just said that about 9-11 and like changing things forever. The one thing that I think everyone could agree changed after 9-11 was flying. Mm-hmm. and the security. So now I could imagine if we're online for security, we might get our temperatures taken. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> now that's the other part. I'm afraid to give up anything of a fluid DNA-ish kind of thing of mine. I don't do my <laughs> DNA kit, blah, blah, right. blah thing, right? Because I'm not, I'm not into it. I'm definitely going to get framed for a murder, so I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine at this point. I'm like, I don't care. Just take Tracy's me. like, take it all you want. <laughs> Give it up. Let's go. I don't it, care. It, it, these are strange times, ladies. Strange times, for sure. And um, I do want to make sure that we support your, your special coming up on Vice. That's pretty awesome. Shout out oh, to Vice. You. It's like my favorite network. So that's oh, pretty awesome. awesome um make sure to let everybody know like how they can check that out like what's the name of it and stuff like that okay so the vice documentary it's actually not finalized so i'm not sure what it's going to be called uh but you guys could check me out uh i have my podcast um so i have teen mom trash talk if you watch teen mom i have 90 day fiance trash talk and then i have a brand new podcast that i just launched uh that's actually very topical and of this conversation, which is called Only in New York. And what we do is we talk to a lot of different comics uh, and different entertainers, and we talk about their experiences that are very unique to New York City. We just had uh, Gilbert Gottfried on, and nice. you know, he talked all about Brooklyn. So, um, you know, it's, it's a very interesting podcast. A lot of all I, accents. All I saw was a parrot in my head when he said Gilbert Gottfried. That's like, actually just, what he looks like in real life. I. <laughs> <laughs> He actually looks like the parrot and he sounds like the Affleck was the parrot. And it's like, man, I can watch Aladdin right now. That was amazing. Like, <laughs> like I just picture the parrot right off. That's the very cool. That's awesome. He's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, absolutely. And also, you know, you can follow me on social media at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. And my website has all of those, inf- all that information at TracyCarnazzo.com awesome i really appreciate you giving everybody all that information everyone's looking yeah. for entertainment right now so oh for uh, sure we're, we're having a lot of, you, of fun yes absolutely at least podcasting is not gonna die because we're great for these environments which is great now as a new yorker how do you think that the covid experience has been for you versus what everybody else is experiencing how does it feel to actually be there we watching the news but right. like, how does it feel? Yeah. Um, it feels, it feels very surreal. Uh, the thing that I'm grateful for is that I don't live in midtown Manhattan. So Mm -hmm. I'm not like in the hustle and bustle of everything. I'm in Queens, uh, which, you know, is kind of like the epicenter. And I'll tell you why it is sort of the epicenter. Obviously we have a very high population and people live on top of each other here in Queens. And also the zip codes that are hit most, uh, terribly, are a lot of immigrant communities where entire families live in very small environments. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is also, you know, we don't have the room that you guys have. Yeah. So, you know, there, there might be seven people living in a two bedroom in Queens. Like that would never happen in Florida. Right. You know, you would probably all buy, you would probably all buy a house. 
there is there is there is the hood here let's not get it twisted no no there for sure but i'm just saying like in there's poverty this, in every situation but yes it's much higher in it's in, not even considered poverty here it's right. just the, that's the, it's just how right. it goes I just mean, how it goes right having having tons of generations all living together here in queens especially like i said immigrant populations where that's the norm yeah. even even from wherever these people are from like that is the norm that like right. you know a lot of families live together um and you know it's commuting on subways and not driving your car it's commuting on buses it's it's all of that stuff that's like just unavoidable and right. i'm lucky enough not to you know my job is from home and obviously my comedy's been canceled so i'm able to stay a little bit safer yeah. But there are people, you know, a lot of my friends are healthcare workers mm. and they're commuting to work on the subway and they say it's packed. Wow. I've heard that. I've heard the morning route is still just as packed. It's packed. But it's everyone's packed. rush going hour. almost the same places. Everyone has to make it to the hospitals, the healthcare workers, sure. sanitation workers. I mean, anything that has some sort of essential necessity to it there's right there. but remember it's, it's everything not is just, essential right now sure right but that's what i'm saying like it's not just a health it's not just a doctor that's going to work on the subway mm-hmm. remember all of the things that we are receiving right now you know we're mm-hmm. ordering from amazon anyone who works in an amazon factory you're ordering from macy's yeah so yeah. if you work in the macy's factory you're out there in, in a distribution center people are working regardless you know my friend he works for a generator company he's going into work People are doing jobs that you can't do remotely. Right. Yeah. Look at all of the grocery store clerks that are exposing themselves and risking their lives to, to thousands of people every day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I went to Trader Joe's. We only have one in Queens. So I went there just to take a look. I was not getting out of the car. I, I had to go take a ride somewhere. So I went and I, I took a look and I took a video. So the the line was all the way across the parking lot through the parking lot and it wrapped around the entire building and that was just to get into shop it was like a sneaker release (laughs) yeah it was (laughs) it was a sneaker release but a little bit more room in between everyone (laughs) yeah especially with not guaranteed yeah and they're not guaranteed that they're going to get what they want yeah. Right, you are not going to get that Trader Joe's uh, sweet and sour <laughs> chicken. <laughs> oh, it's so good, though. <laughs> so good. Um, it's just, it's very interesting. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, please, your thank you for having me. Is fantastic and great to hear. We're happy to hear that you're safe and healthy and your family members as well and friends. Oh, um, I'm glad you girls are too. Thanks. thanks. Stay safe. Oh my God, you too. Just stay inside. Social distancing is real. Stay inside, stay inside. Order your groceries online. Can I give you guys a tip for groceries? Yeah, go ahead. Are you girls um, ordering online or are you going out to the store still? I still go to the store. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I've been ordering from Amazon Fresh and all of your listeners could use this tip as well. So you're going to put everything in your cart and then at midnight, if you have to set your alarm, do it. At midnight on the dot is when they release their delivery times and check out really, really quick and you'll get almost everything that you put in your cart and you can get delivery within like two days usually. Okay. Wow. Good. So yeah. I think things might get a little worse. Might get a little worse soon. So it's good to know all these little tricks to kind of survive. Yeah. Yeah. A pandemic tip. This is you in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for- 
all this all of that that's a great tip actually i haven't even thought about that yeah, yeah think think about thank it you. big time thank you so much ladies i appreciate you both bye hon bye bye you bye so that was a a, a enlightening conversation and actually i'm it's i'm happy to see that there's still like a positivity you know what i'm saying yes coming from from a person that's literally living in the in the mecca of this catastrophe yeah. in our country yeah um it does give us and being able to communicate with someone else in this gives us a lot more a, a good feeling a lot more insightful less of a panic thought like i know i have a yeah. sibling in brooklyn but she's like cooped up in the house and doesn't really get to go anywhere but um and that's a shift for her. For for Tracy, it just seems like I'm making it work. I'm making this, you know, thought process kind of putting in a positive place. So right. great to hear from her. And she's excited for like for what's to come, I guess, in the future of going back onto the comedy stage. Like how is that, you know, she's really thought this through. That's gonna be a big impact. It's gonna right. be a major change. And it also kind of gives comfort for all of those who do work in the entertainment industry. You're not the only one that's not performing everyone is not performing everyone's not performing so i think that that kind of gives you a little bit more comfort for those who are in that space that it's like hey i'm not being recognized or maybe some people were at that cusp of shit really getting good and then they had to do this crazy halt and i know how that feels because i've been there before and it sucks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like you know i guess that it's reassuring to know that you're not the only person that's being impacted if you are an entertainer no one's being able to do this yeah, but just be ready for when this everything's opened back up that ain't nobody playing. Ain't nobody playing, but it also is going to be a slow upward slow motion. It's you gonna, know what I mean? It's going to be a restart for a couple people, but mm -hmm. ain't nobody playing either. Right. There's a lot of money to catch back up to. There's a lot of things to catch back up to. So shall be interesting. Mm -hmm. Any um, final words exiting before we wrap up this episode? Final words. Um... Make sure to check on yourself first and think of how you can make this situation easier for yourself. I know a lot of people, for example, who are taking care of their kids because that seems to be very stressful for a lot of people that I know that have children. It's extremely stressful to be a parent and a teacher and a counselor and, and all this other shit at the same time. So I guess don't forget to check on yourself. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. make sure that you're okay as part of another person during this time. Because just like the airplane theory, you have to put on your mask first. Yes. You have to be healthy in order to take care of others to allow them mm -hmm. to be healthy as well. Um, thank you for those beautiful words. Yeah. This has been Any a... quick recommendations? Hmm. No, I've just been watching cooking shows. I've been watching Chopped and Top Chef. Cool. <laughs> I, for sure, I for sure have cooked more than I've cooked maybe in, in this whole year, in this and past I, couple of weeks. <laughs> I already made plans that payday Friday, I'm ordering something. Like, it's I a feel you. Like, I'm you a, want a treat? Oh, I'm going to treat my, we are ordering off this Uber Eats and it's going to yeah. charge me that delivery and I'll tip you because I'm done. I'm I done. think deliveries are free now. You just tip them. Something well, like that. I'm they not get sure. the Depending on tip. the, you know. Yeah. So get a double tick because I'm overcooking. So I think that's why the top chef and chopped be keeping me a little bit more inspired, inspired when I get into the kitchen, but I'm over yeah. it. It's hot in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. 
Cool. Very cool. Um, I, I, I am basically just gonna say I've been, uh, watching a hundred humans. I've heard about that one. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's really cool just to kind of see how people surprise you. Yeah. There you go. Love to hear it. Don't forget to follow us at Fresh Mondays Pod on on Instagram, on Facebook. Don't forget to email us at freshmondayspod at gmail.com. My name is Marley. You can find me at lovemarley, L-U-V-M-A-R-L-E-Y underscore on Instagram. And you can yes. follow Diana at I am Diana C underscore on IG. And remember that IG is Fresh Mondays Podcast. Make sure to follow us, contact us, hit us up. If you want to be a part of the conversation, let us know. Shout out to Tracy. Thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with us. And we are looking forward to the very next episode. So we keep bringing you content, keep you entertained, and have you have a voice over the speaker during these lonely times. Have a good Monday.